podcast. Today, not tomorrow. This is the Mental Manny Podcast with Ross Hill. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Money Podcast. I'm your host, Ross. And it is super, super late where I am right now. It's like half six in the morning, but do not worry too much. I slept in uh, throughout the day and I woke up pretty late at night. So my my day night schedule is kind of messed up at the moment. But we're going to, we'll sort that out. But anyway, today we've got another good episode coming up. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the last episode with my friend Paul. He was very, very kind to, you know, allow me to speak to him and publish that, you know. Because today's generation... You know, people don't want anything about themselves really out there, you know. They don't want to, they don't want to air dirty laundry, you know. So I think it's kind of rare in people to actually want to be honest. And I think that's really cool. Um, But yeah, today we're back uh, in the studio, as I'll call it, aka the bedroom. Yeah, uh, the week has been kind of, kind of uh, all over the place. I've been having like creative hot flushes, you know, with music, with kind of just general creativity juices just starting to flow again, and that makes me feel makes me feel good, makes me feel productive at times, but it also can bring about some level of anxiety around those kinds of things thinking oh is the stuff that I make any good is it not do I should I be even thinking like that who knows but you know we get through it each day um and I just keep telling myself that these things will pay off in ways that I don't see um I don't always have to see the reason of how it's benefiting me for it to benefit me. It doesn't have to be apparent, you know. You could be working on your health in various ways or mental health in various ways and it will benefit you in uh, many regions where, you know, your, your perception of it is just minute compared to what it's actually doing. Uh, just is working on a bigger scale than you can really perceive. I think that's a big, big kind of, I think that's quite, could be said for a lot of stuff, you know, but I definitely have found more motivation, but then there's also that drawback, you know, finding more motivation to do things but then actually having the anxiety doing them I think that's definitely a balance that I have to try and work out not try and do do too much not try and try and like keep the the balance good because you know it can be tough especially you know me being an addict um and 
recovering addict, put whatever label you want on it. It's very hard for my mind not to go 100% in on everything. And then I burn out very, very easily and very quick because I just put everything into it. And at least, you know, then uh, people can't say, oh, you well, you didn't try your best. I can happily say, you know, I tried my best, trust me. Uh, I, put, I put everything into it. Um, I, I definitely need to learn that. I think it can be said for a lot of people. And I think maybe if you're listening to this, I think maybe, you know, there might be some of you who can, can relate to that, that feeling of, oh, it's good to want to do more now, but I've got to then deal with that anxiety of doing more and really entering uncharted territory. Um, well, it feels like uncharted territory, but you have been there before because you probably have felt pressures and felt some sort of, you know, anxiety around doing the stuff. Because I know for a lot of people, the anxiety builds up about not doing stuff, but there's an anxiety in doing things. And um, that's what I've really been trying to, like see how I can benefit myself and remove stress from my life that, you know, doesn't need to be there because the things that I'm doing are there to benefit my life. So I don't, it's all to do with figuring out a way that I can progress the best way for me and in the, in the smoothest way. Um, but yeah, like, like I say, it's about, trying to find that balance and that's definitely going to be something that's on my mind for maybe the next week um mm. but yeah uh guys i i just wanted to take a minute out of this podcast as well just to check up generally how people are feeling during these times of corona I just want to check up how people are feeling so if you are you know listening to this on a certain platform where you can comment how you're feeling about it uh, go ahead and throw throw down a comment I'll be sure to read them and maybe we can have a bit of a conversation on that kind of stuff because I want this podcast to be something that when people are accessing it it isn't just me talking about things that I've perceived, but also things that affect you guys or that maybe you guys are interested in because I usually, when I'm doing anything creative, I do it for my own pleasure, but I know that some people do get pleasure out of uh, listening or being part of that experience and I really want you to be part of my journey and really want you to be part of your own journey you know and I want to be part of that that journey too um, so I really really am interested if you if you can't comment then I do have a business email uh, which you could you know, send an email to if you're feeling like 
you know, you're that bothered to go through those efforts. If you do, it's very much appreciated. I'll, I, I read my emails pretty much every day. Unlike a lot of the youth, I actually do read my emails because, you know, you'll get super important ones that if, if you let slip, you know, you could be, you could be in either a lot of debt or a lot of, you know, if you missed an email, you could have won, you could have, could have won the lottery, you know, you could have won the lottery off a scratch, a scratchy or something, you know, uh, they send you an email like, yo, yo, where you at, you know, um, but yeah, my week has been very creative, but also very anxiety driven. And I think there's a lot to be said in that. Um, I'm also thinking now about preparing for the course I want to be doing. Um, for a little bit of background, I'm 23. I've not been in, in education for a little while, so I've not... I graduated college myself, uh, did high school and all the all the stuff that came before that. Um, but after college was finished, I'd always said, you know what, I hated this. I hated education. Totally wasn't worth my time. So please show me the exit. And I never went back. Uh, I never saw university as a liable option for me. Uh, I find it very difficult difficult to concentrate in learning environments. And I am definitely not the person catered for the typical educational practices. I have ADHD, dyslexia, dys... Uh, uh, I have this weird condition with my eyes where it's like a contrast issue with my eyes reading black on white like paper uh, it ends up giving me a headache after like 10 seconds and then my dyslexia is rearranging everything you know and my ADHD is making it so that I can't even fucking focus you know, sorry, like, with the podcast, I'm going to try and be mature, you know, but I also want to be able to make jokes. So I guess with this being such an early episode, you guys are getting the the worst version of it, right? Um, because I do want it to be a place where I can speak freely on things, but I also want it to be like something that you can't not listen to if, you know, your fucking girlfriend's dad was around, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if there was a family member that, you know, really gave a fuck, you know, um, I'd still want it to be an accessible listen. Um, because, you know, that's the type of person I am, I guess, in general. Uh, I just want to please everyone, but I know I, I know I can't do that. And sometimes you have to pick a side and... Lord knows I never want to pick a side. Uh, I hate picking sides. It's one of the worst things. But, you know, like I was saying, um, I think, I really think when it comes down to it, the situations where, you know, if, if you are listening to this and you think, you know, uh, 
this is like a little bit too much profanity or not enough profanity type shit, um, then, you know, let me know. I'm always looking ways to improve my outputted media. Um, and I know I can't please everyone, but <laughs> I will try. I will definitely try. It doesn't mean you can't try, you know, when people tell you these things like da da da, uh, you know, that you can't do these things. Well, we can try and uh, we'll see how far we get with that. But yeah, um, the creative outlets have been pretty, pretty fucking pretty pretty all right you know like i've i've been pretty steady with it um but i definitely feel like i'm burning out like i feel like i'm at that stage again where i'm burning out with music and it, it always comes back but you know I go through stages where i just feel so drained i feel like all the words and all the different flows and patterns and creative juices just have left my body and my mind to the point where I just don't want to make music where I'm just like this sucks dude and then I'll hit like another wave I'll like hear something and I'm like oh I want to make music and then I go to make music and I'm like oh so if there's any artists out there who can relate uh <laughs> That's basically where I'm at. I'm at that phase where I'm just like, Ugh, I don't know if I can be bothered, guys, you know? And that's why I love podcasting because it is such a happy balance between being able to get your opinion out there, but not being confided to a certain flow or confided to a certain genre. And you can just speak freely and... My mind runs probably, probably faster than a coke addict on a treadmill. That's probably how fast my mind goes. Um, so it's very difficult for me to get out what I want to get out um, when I'm making music. It's just very, very regulated and very, it's almost... Um, it is almost kind of kind of restricting not too too restricting but at the same time it is you still got to be in the in the genre confinement you know you got to be within genre and there's certain there is certain you know certain how do i explain this Music is like Jenga, right? When a Jenga tower is up, it's got all the, the blocks, but the more blocks you take away from, like, the top downwards, the more likely it is to fall. And I guess that's my analogy of, like, if you want really good music, you kind of have to fall into the, the categories, I guess, and the genres. But at the same time, you know, you can do without some of the the basic supports, like the genre, the tempo, the the vibe, all that. 
the vocal type, the instruments, the the effects. Um, sure, you can take a few of those away, um, but if you take away too much, it's not really music anymore. And I would say you're going into like a spoken word kind of zone, which to me again isn't isn't so much music. It's definitely it's like the thing. It's like if it's basically it's basically podcast poetry i guess you know it's it's podcast poetry it's that pp you know they got that that big pp energy they don't need an instrumental all they need is words you know whereas shitty artists like me needs a fucking instrumental at the end of the day like the lyrics i make aren't so good that you don't need an instrumental definitely not like the vibe of the instrumental and my voice and some of the lyrics go quite well together but i definitely am not the the best with words to the point where i could just you know uh make something that (laughs) really deeply impacts someone by me just saying it you know i've definitely not had that type of experience yet people say I'm good at speaking I don't agree I just speak a lot and probably like 70% of it is pretty decent but then you've got like 25% of raw dog shit and then 5% like unintelligible so it's not a case of me being good at speaking it's just I've had more practice than most people. Not only does my hobby include me speaking quite quickly or in different ways, uh, but I also speak a fucking lot, you know, which definitely helps. So for people who have like anxieties around that, and people that I have personally known to have anxieties around those certain subjects of like speaking in front of people or speaking to people, my advice has always been just do it because at first it's always going to be awkward. There's no way you can start publicly speaking and it not be awkward. Like no matter the amount of practice you do beforehand, there's nothing like the real thing. You know, it's the real McCoys. Uh, you've got to fucking, you you just got to do it. Uh, you never, there's no cheat past that stage. There's, it's, 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 it's just got the best anti-cheat system ever. You know, it's, you've, you've really got to go through it. And that's, that's an artist's pain or, you know, an artist's, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Like, it's definitely something that, you know, is is a skill you can work on. And I I think, you know, will it, will it benefit you to practice beforehand? Yes. But will it be the make or break of how awkward it is the first time you do it? No, because... You can make other people feel not awkward, but you're always going to make yourself feel awkward on the f- first goes, you know, through that 
you feel like an amateur, you know, you, you, you're only just starting out. So you got to get past those stages and there's only one way to do that. So I definitely always have recommended people just go straight in, fuck what everyone else thinks, fuck what you think. Just do it, man. And you'll be so glad you did it. I definitely haven't looked back from starting making music or even doing podcasting YouTube videos. I've never looked back and thought, do you know what? I wish I never started. Um, unlike with a lot of decisions in my life where I wish I had never fucking started, um, it's one of the few that I'm always, I'm always like, you know, uh, I think it's been beneficial for me. And, and I think it's beneficial for a lot of artists. Um, sorry if you hear me drinking from a bottle. Um, but yeah, like I think music or art of any degree is very beneficial to someone's life because for to someone's life you know everyone needs an escape everyone needs a place to either vent or you know have have time to themselves to be introspective and also time to express the emotions that we have built up because we are just basically a piggy bank for emotions, these emotional coins that get put in throughout the day. And we have to, like, at some point, you're going to be full and you need to empty out your fucking plug hole, you know, uh, get get all the emo emotional coins out and then start re restacking that, that bread, you know. Um... I definitely believe like there's a lot of emotional support in music and there's a lot of therapeutic benefits to just even writing lyrics that mean something to you. Personally, they may not have to be about your life, but they just need to be something that you're passionate about. And I think that's the great thing about making art or being creative is that you're already clearly passionate about it. So why not make that something, you know, why not bring that to the light? Why not progress further with that? And why not try to capture that, right? Why not capture that emotion, that feeling, that memory, why not do those things? Because we are here for a limited time and art is like a legacy. It is, it is maybe not eternal, but it is something that you can leave behind once you are gone that really capsulated who you were as a person, showed complete individuality because no two pieces of art are totally the same that you know you will 100% just be so much more um maybe not remembered but I definitely do believe that there's something about leaving behind a legacy that is very important because it it helps us understand the past and predict the future. It also really helps us just really capture what someone was like, even when they're not around, which 
is just so beneficial for the future um, and the future generations. So I think if you're able to do that, you know, to capture yourself in that moment, to really put that down onto paper in any way, shape or form, even in the minimalist form of like a journal, I think that would be really beneficial. And I think you'd also be doing something that isn't totally about you, even though you're doing it for that purpose. I think it it fits a dual purpose of you're doing something that is completely about you, right? Right now, but in the future, it's not about you. Because when you're not here, it's not about you anymore. It's about the next person. But if they can find that piece of information and really maybe learn something from that or you know, benefit from that in some way. It's now not about you. It's about that other person. And you've benefited that other person just by doing something that was totally about yourself in today's society. Now, like, that's just the way I look at it. And I'm a thousand miles a minute thinking human, uh, operating on very high frequencies, maybe traveled the astral realms, maybe one too many times I went on a sofa bed across the astral realms and, you know, all the water deflated and I fell through space a bit too far. Maybe I did do psychedelics a little bit too much. Uh, Maybe I just did drugs too much. Who knows? But I definitely, you know, if, if, if you're keeping up with me, then there's probably something wrong with you too but I I I respect it I respect it 100% and um there is sense to be made from stuff that I say it's just about learning how to decipher that and I, I think a lot of my friends understand that my family understand that the I am actually quite a wise person when it comes down to it it's just learning how to decipher what I'm saying and maybe I guess if you played this in slow motion um (laughs) that you could probably understand it but uh it's kind of like the Beatles you know they say if you play it backwards and slow it by this much that you'll reveal the fucking secrets of a fucking toad or something you know uh that you'll reveal some sort of pattern or, you know, if if you did that with my uh, speeches or whatever you want to call it, podcast music, any, any creative media, um, I think what you would get is, <laughs> I think what you would get would be, you know, I think the sounds of a lot of sniffing, and a lot of like, a lot of definitely, you'd get the the ambiance of a dark room, you know, you'd get the ambiance of a dark room with the sound of sniffing, and the sound of like, uh, keys jangling, you know, uh, I think that's what you would get. <laughs> um, not to insinuate that I am a, uh, was a dirty drug addict at all um because you know 
I, I'm not one of the types of people to be like, drugs taught me shit. Um, I think drugs actually detrained some of the stuff in my brain and really kind of set in stone like how idiotic those ideologies were. I think drugs kind of took me down a notch 100%. Like I think I was more conspiracy, uh, more like more on the side of like spirituality before I did acid. As soon as I did all these crazy drugs, um, I actually came out of it thinking it was bullshit. Like, I was just like, eh, it's all bullshit anyway. Um, I was a massive skeptic. And now I just don't really care. Like, I do, like, trust me, I, I care to a level, but I care to a level of, it's in a different category of care. Like, it's not like I actively care about these things. Because if I did, I'd be insane. And I think that's the, the the difference between me and, you know, some other people, you know, them types, you know, that swear that the, the relentless acid trips taught them something. Or, and I'm not saying it didn't. I'm not saying it didn't teach you something. Because who am I to deny your experience? Um, I'm just saying for me, it didn't do that. It it definitely made me think, wow, this is actually <laughs> this is a lie, you know? This is a this is a fraud, this is a scam. I was meant to be more spiritual coming out of this. I was meant to be more connected. I just feel more disconnected and that, you know, everything is kind of just, you know, meh, do I care? Probably not. Um, but I also feel like maybe that's what it taught me to just not care, you know, because I gave too much of a fuck when I was younger. Uh, before doing drugs, I, I, I was definitely a very different person. Um, I wasn't, I was nowhere near as mature. Um, and I definitely have experienced a lot of beneficial things uh, philosophically uh, through taking drugs and being a drug addict and recovering drug addict and having current addictions. And it just really teaches you uh, a lot. And this is not me condoning these actions at all. Um, I'm... You know, I'm very much a person that stands on, if you can stay sober, stay sober. But from experience, would I be as experienced in my own position right now without doing the drugs? No. But does it come at a cost? Yes. Does it? Is it worth it? No, because these things you can figure out sober. Um, and maybe for me, I just couldn't do it sober. Um, I think for me, it was more of a case of I didn't want to do it sober. And I, I didn't resonate 
on the same levels as I would on drugs to to really understand my darker sides of myself and really understand where where I need to work on and where I need to be um, and coming out the other side of all that addiction really really matured me and really put just straight years on my life like I went from feeling like a 20 year old to feeling like 40 you know after after it all stopped I was just like god I'm tired you know like that was pretty much the end of my addiction uh, and I've been kind of feeling that way ever since I quit drugs was like Whew, I am very, very tired in general, you know, feel mentally and physically drained a lot. And you never got that feeling on drugs ever. It was constant. But that's why I'm so tired, you know. I'm resting even when I'm, even when I'm, uh, say I was running, I'd, I'll be the type of guy to run with my eyes closed. Because I'm still resting, baby. Yeah, I'll still be resting. Because those years being that active for that long and just never stopped. Never stopped. That's a lot of energy. You know, we think about that eternal stardust that's inside of us. I don't think mine's eternal. Like, I think I've already put like 800,000 miles on the clock, like... I feel like I'm a second-hand car now. Like I'm going to be sold at kind of, you know, this shady car sales place where, you know, you look inside the engine bay and it's powered by Duracell batteries instead of a car battery. Or, you know, the dude's trying to sell you one with free tires, you know. Or um, <laughs> I feel like my... I feel like I'm, you know... Just like this second generation, uh, second generation iPhone or something. I feel like I'm obsolete now. Um, but yeah, like I definitely feel with drugs, I've just used up so much energy and so much resource of my brain that really I have to look after myself these days because if I don't, I honestly feel like death. I feel like I'm on a come down again. I feel like shit. And I'm like, I really got to like keep on top of myself to even really like feel okay, you know? And I think that's one of the, the, the life lessons addiction teaches you. It teaches you that, you know, at some point you're going to have to give a fuck about yourself. You're going to have to. None of these drugs are telling you you don't give a fuck about yourself, but at some point you're going to have to. And it's like, no, no, no. I don't want to give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I won't never give a fuck. It's like, shit, I give a fuck, you know? Um, like, I keep finding it out, you know? I've got some... I, I don't want to give out too many personal uh, details, but i got some stuff going on with my body, you know, um, that I'm going to the doctors for, um, 
it's not good, you know. Look, I'm not dying, but, you know, if I die, then it, it is what it is, you know, it is what it is. But I don't want to focus on that shit, but I have to. And that is what addiction has taught me that, you know, these things catch up to you and they will, they will definitely show you who's boss. Um, I definitely am feeling that at the moment. I am having to, you know, be very proactive about myself and everything's going to be fine. But at the same time, it's just a good sign of like, right, I got to really look after myself and I really got to do something about my health and my mental health and I've really got to be on that right balance I don't get another shot I'm not doing another loop I'm only living this once this isn't a dream you know I'm not just gonna wake up and be like ha 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 uh it's real you know and sometimes I do need reminding that that it's not all fake that, you know, it's about as real as it gets. And sometimes I feel like God has a weird plan for me in that way. Like, I'm not a Christian anymore, but, and I don't really believe in all of that. But, you know, at the same time, I do believe in something. There's something, you know, and I definitely feel like it's, it's shown me, it's shown me uh, that I need to be more careful um, and that I need to look after myself. To look after myself so I can look after the other people I want to be looking after and to continue to look after, you know. Uh, other people are the reason I'm still here and I think they are for a lot of people. I think that is also another great reason that Oh, no, another great thing that addiction shows you that the people who were there for you after all that shit, you know, there are reasons to stick around because they're real even when you said everyone was fucking fake and that everyone's, you know, fucking, uh, you know, that everyone's a, basically a loser and you're not, even though in, in the, the, the situation when you're a drug addict, like I was... Uh, the loser wasn't them the loser was me you know the person who was really losing out was me because I didn't want the relationships I didn't want the the truth you know I didn't want any of it I just wanted to escape whereas now if you really want it it's there and it's valuable and it feels good and I definitely would recommend that any relationships you have that you grasp onto them and, you know, just hope that, you know, you guys can find, you know, peace and solidarity in relationships and friendships and all, all the, the ships apart from naval ships, you know, as long as, as long as it makes you feel good on it, and it makes you want to stick around, you know, I think that's very beneficial as long as it's not damaging you at the same time. I don't believe in toxic relationships and stuff like that. I don't believe that they could be beneficial. Well, they could be in one way, but then they'll destroy you in 10 other ways. So I would never recommend any of that type of shit. But I would always, you know, say that 
I tried to find these things in life that are worth grasping onto and I guarantee that 99% of them are people, you know? It'll be 1% material shit or like, I'll, I'll, I'll feel like I want to stick around because there's a... There's a new fucking game coming out or a new film I want to see. That might be a reason to stick around, you know, but that's very rare and most of it is people and I've got those people to thank for that and I really hope you can find something like that in your life and if you have, that's awesome. If you don't, I really hope that that does become, you know, an availability to you Um, because... You know, we all deserve that. We all deserve to feel feel all right. We all deserve to feel like I want to be here tomorrow. I, you know, I feel that a lot of us at the end of the day go home not feeling that way. And it really, really sucks. It, it affects us massively in today's generation. And... It doesn't really get talked about too much. They talk about mental health and everything these days, but they don't talk about loneliness or lack of relationships or lack of friendships. You know, loneliness isn't at the forefront of everyone's mind because if it was, if it was, then no one would be lonely. You know, if loneliness was the forefront topic of everything, no one would be lonely. But then at the end of the day, it really doesn't get talked about. And it is, it's funny how being lonely is a lonely topic, you know? It's a lonely topic, whereas depression and anxiety, there's so many topics around that, you know? And it's talked about so much, but loneliness is just not something that's really talked about and can affect people massively. It could totally change a person. It could ruin a person. It could kill a person. Um, loneliness does crazy things to the brain psychologically, biologically. It does all kinds of things, you know. Um, I think that loneliness could be one of the biggest causes of depression worldwide. I think loneliness could be also a big cause of, like, um, like, early, early, you know, say you're towards the end of your life. You could make it, say you could make it to 90, but you only ever made it to like 70. You know, I think loneliness plays a part in that. Like the the psychology, that depression that you're going through, like it can definitely have an effect on your body biologically. That, you know, I definitely believe that it could take a good few years off your life if you if you're lonely and suffering from those severe symptoms. I, I definitely think that it's possible. Um, so, I just think that you know, in today's generation of all generations, that we shouldn't feel lonely. We have all the things in the world to not be lonely, but we can end up feeling more lonely than ever uh, because of these things, because there's everything right there, but sometimes we just can't connect. Whether it's we can't connect to the other person or we can't connect to the thing we're doing, 
or just not connecting in general as a human, you know. We're in a time of where everyone's got to be so different and everyone's got to be, you know, or everyone's got to be different but the same. And we've got to be very much like pro everything these days or whatever. We've just got to be a certain way, you know, and that can make the majority of people feel isolated because they don't feel that way. But we're told to feel that way and that we should feel that way and that if we don't feel that way, that we we aren't part of society. And there's a lot, of, a lot of people out there that probably don't feel like they're a part of society. And that can... And that can really, you know play play a massive toll on someone's mental health and physical health. So I think loneliness is a huge thing that really is under-talked about. I could talk about it for a good long time, but I'm being aware of the time because it's, we're, nearly, we're nearly at uh, 45 minutes going on here. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to cut it off for now. We'll probably talk about loneliness again in another episode, but for now... We're just going to leave it there nicely. Um, I appreciate you guys spending the time to listen to me. Uh, you really don't have to, but I I really appreciate that you do. Uh, I should be doing this podcast every single week. I've not got definite dates yet, but I'll try and get something sorted pretty soon. And I'll update you guys next week. I hope you all have a good one and I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Today, not tomorrow. This is the Mental Manny Podcast with Ross Hill.